Linda Wilson with Urgent Care. I'm really excited today to uh, welcome my guests, Rich Sagal from Needy Meds. Uh, they do amazing work helping to bring affordable health care to people who really need it. So, Rich, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me. So, can you tell me about how you started Needy Meds and and what was the inspiration? Sure. I started it along with a medical social worker friend of mine back in 1997. At the time, I was doing family medicine in Bangor, Maine, and I just taught myself how to design and code websites. She was telling me about the pharmaceutical patient assistance programs. These are the programs supported by pharma manufacturers that give away billions of dollars worth of medications to people who can't afford them. We decided this would be an interesting project where I could use my new web skills and her information. So we put together a website, and that's how it got started 22 years ago. Wow. And since then, you've, you've helped people save hundreds of millions of dollars in costs. Correct. Correct. We, our website is visited by 10 to 15,000 people a day, and our helpline, our toll-free helpline gets anywhere between four to 6,000 calls a month. And we're helping people find programs that will assist them. So it's important to remember, we do not provide the assistance. We provide the connection to the programs that provide the assistance. Right, so you're a resource helping people help themselves. Right, we, I like to say we're like the yellow pages for those of us who remember, they're old enough to remember the yellow pages. We have all the information and then people get to use it themselves. So a lot of people now are use, losing their jobs. And one of the things that you've been very helpful in is how to get free or discounted medicine if you've lost your job. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. There are many pathways, many op- options. One, as I mentioned earlier, the pharmaceutical patient assistance programs. These are programs that are funded by the pharma manufacturers and help people who are uninsured or underinsured get their medications at no cost. There are eligibility requirements for all of these programs based upon income, insurance status, diagnosis, etc. But they help millions of people get billions of dollars worth of medications for free. These are mostly the name brand drugs. But, so that's one of the common ways that people can get assistance. So, and then there are other ways to get assistance as well, right? Correct. We have information on what are called copay cards. These are the cards that help people with the copays if their insurance does cover the medication. We list all of those. There are many programs that will help with uh, based upon the diagnosis, and we list thousands of those. There are also some nonprofit pharmacies that we work with. One of them is called RX Outreach which sells generics uh, at a very reasonable price to people who meet certain eligibility requirements. So those are the basic ways that we have to help people. And then they can sign up for these things and get assistance on their prescription drug price. Now, what about people with COVID? Um, you know, what, how's, they, they, have, uh, they have the ability to get drugs as well that are uh, supported or subsidized. Is that correct? 
there are many programs that help people specifically who are suffering because of uh, COVID, whether it's health-wise or just financially. And we've put together a special section for those. So if people go to the Needy Meds website, if they go to www.needymeds.org slash COVID, it'll take you to a listing of probably 250 to 300 programs throughout the country that are specifically aimed at helping people with COVID. But many of the regular programs that we list will also help people with COVID. So there are some extra programs that are available for people who are suffering from COVID to help them get any medications they need. And is that only, is that for, while? do they have to have a specific diagnosis to participate in those programs? Or is it if they have COVID-like symptoms and aren't available to access testing, can they get help from that? The programs, um, some of them are specific to COVID medications. Some of them are general. We do not list any programs that help with the cost of testing because they just come and go so quickly. But the, the, the programs that help people with medications, and if, if they're having trouble paying for the meds because of the COVID and loss of insurance or loss of income, then these programs might help kick in and, and tide them over. Interesting. So... What about people who are on, uh, so these are mostly prescription medications, I understand. So what about people that are, uh, that are taking medications that may be in the nutraceutical category or maybe an off-label use of something where do they, where they might not have the same, their insurance company might not support the use of that drug for the purpose that they're taking it. Can they still get help from your services? Well, they can look things up. We don't cover any nutraceuticals. There's only prescription medications. So that would leave those out. In terms of off-label use, it would depend upon the program. It's difficult to draw too many generalities because the programs are also different. Mm -hmm. And except for requiring a prescription because these programs help with prescription medications, they all vary quite a bit. I see. So once you're given the prescription, that's when you can come to the you can come to the table, your website, which is needy n e e d y m e d s dot org, and sort of see what options there are for support for you. Is that is that correct? Precisely. If you go to the website, in the upper left is a drug lookup box. And just type the name of your drug in there, and then it'll give you all the information that we have about that product. So that's the easiest way to do it. Now, again, uh, if people have using the internet, using don't have a computer, call the toll-free number. And that's eight hundred five zero three, yeah, six eight nine seven. Correct. Right. Correct. Okay, now President Trump recently came out with an executive order talking about prescription, slashing prescription drug costs. Do you think that is, what do you think is going to be the effect of that order, if any? I don't think it's going to have a big effect. He's talking about a number of different um, aspects of the drug pricing uh, scenario, which is very complex. He was talking about kickbacks by the middlemen 
and saying that should go to Medicare. My understanding is he's wavered on that position quite a bit, and I doubt it will see it happen. He was talking about federally qualified health centers that buy drugs uh, very inexpensively. Some of them give them to patients. Some of them sell them. And he's just trying to get it so they don't make a whole lot of money when they sell those drugs. He talked about importation of prescription medications from other countries, which a lot of people have talked about, but really hasn't made much of an impact. It may help individuals, but in terms of the total system, it doesn't help. And there are a number of problems with getting drugs from foreign countries. Just because a, a pharmaceutical or a pharmacy has an address in, a, in Canada or Great Britain does not mean you're getting drugs that are made up to the same standards as the drugs we use. There are lots and lots of problems and lots and lots of reports of counterfeit medications coming from foreign countries. So unless somebody goes to Canada and gets a prescription filled at a brick-and-mortar pharmacy that they know is monitored by the Canadian government, I would not do that. So those are some of the things that he's talking about. Right. People are risking their health going when they go overseas because there's no, uh, there's no regulatory supervision of those drugs when they come into the country. So you don't necessarily know what you're getting. Precisely. If you do it by mail order, you just don't know. And a lot of people are scammers. I mean, you know, let's people don't seem, you know, just because you're sick doesn't mean you're they they'll stay away from you if they think you, they can victim, victimize you, especially if you're sick and vulnerable. That's correct. That's correct. And many of the times the drugs that we get that are imported when they analyze them may not contain any of the active ingredient, may contain other products besides the active ingredient and the accepted fillers, um, may, be, may vary quite a bit in the amount of the active ingredient they contain, or they may just be sugar pills. So you really don't know what you're getting. And I strongly recommend against getting them from a foreign mail order company. So given that we're, that we're looking into the United States and we have these subsidies, you developed this Needy Meds drug discount card. How does that work? Right. That's a free card that anyone can use. And you can save up to 80% off the cash price of prescription medications. Now, you cannot combine it with insurance, Medicare, Medicaid, or other state or federal programs. But if you're paying cash out of pocket for the drugs, there is a potential for saving hundreds of dollars off the drugs. It varies quite a bit from drugstore to drugstore and medication to medication. As I said, it's totally free. There is no registration, sign-up, or enrollment. And unlike many other drug discount cards, we do not track by individual. So we do not know who's using the card or who's getting what medications. So, Other so companies... If- Mm-hmm. add that information and sell it or use it for marketing. Oh, my goodness. So so just by signing up for some of these cards, you get targeted, whereas you preserve Precisely. the anonymity of the patients. Precisely. We do, not, we do not know who's using it. We do not get that information. Interesting. That's exciting. That's a great benefit. And then so if you're – so. So if you're not, um, if you're a middle class person, and let's say you're struggling financially, 
but you're not poor enough to qualify for Medicaid. Can they still use these cards? Anyone can use a card. There's no income requirements. Jeff Bezos could use a card if he was getting a medication that was not on his prescription plan. Sometimes the card will actually give a better price than the copay, but that's maybe 10%, 5 or 10% of the time. But if somebody doesn't have access to insurance, that, or this, this is a great benefit for them. Right. It doesn't replace insurance, of course, but it's a great benefit. And people can download a card right from the website. And the, the website has information on how to get it other ways. Or you can give us a call at the toll-free number, the 800-503-6897. Because aren't most of the other programs tied to income? So people who are generally people below the poverty level get to participate in them. Not a lot of the drug subsidy programs are for people that are, you know, earning fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year. Correct? It, depend, it depends on the program and the individual's insurance status. There are programs that will help family of four making $60,000 or $70,000. It really depends on the program. That's why I urge people to come back to the website and check regularly because the information we have is always being updated, added to. We're listing new programs all the time. We have a staff of 10 people who keep the data current. And and you also have sort of an advocacy platform as well. We, we have web, we'll webinars. Get, you know, you, you help to educate right. people. We, we definitely help to educate people. We work with many other organizations, and we put on four or five webinars a month on different topics. Some of them have to do with health care costs. Some have to do with specific diseases or conditions or illnesses. Some are just general health topics. So they're listed all on the website, and we encourage people to come. Of course, they're free. We never charge individuals for anything we offer. Have, have you found, found certain uh, pharmacy chains are better for people to do business with than others? Not really. It really depends upon the pharmacist. We've had wonderful experiences with pharmacists at all the major chains and all the minor chains and all the local, all the independents, and some of them are not very interested in helping. I like to say that you can one way to categorize pharmacists is those that have patients and those that have customers. Those that have customers want to count the pills, collect the money, and say goodbye. Those that have patients want to help people understand their medicines, make sure there's no problems, help them get the best price, and work with them. And I can say that the chain or where they work does not reflect necessarily which type of pharmacist they are. Mm. So how do you feel? So, so it's building a relationship with your pharmacist in your local pharmacy that will probably get yield you a better result. They can be more helpful and they can work with you to sort of improve your financial status. Is that what you're saying? Many of them will. One of the issues that's interesting is the prices will vary considerably from pharmacy to pharmacy. And you run into a paradox in that it's best to have one pharmacy, if you can, to use one pharmacy because they have all your drugs on, on, in the computer. They will know if you're taking duplicate medications, medications that will interact with each other or cause other problems. On the other hand, 
you may find that Pharmacy A offers the best price for a couple of your drugs and Pharmacy B is considerably cheaper for the other drugs. Mm. One thing I recommend to patients is if you're, if you're cash paying, if you're not a copay, but paying for the whole drug for yourself, it always helps to ask the pharmacist, is that the best price you can give me? Because sometimes there are cheaper prices, but you have to ask for it. Even if, I suppose even if you have insurance, sometimes cash paying for the total cost of the medication is cheaper than your, your copay. So it really never hurts to ask, is that the cheapest price? You can't lose. So basically what you're telling, you're telling me is there, shopping around means going to different pharmacies if you're looking at co- price comparison between pharmacies. But even when you're inside the pharmacy, asking the pharmacist if there's an opportunity to get a better price on a medication will help you. That's right. So I, you should always do that because sometimes, depending upon the insurance contract, they may not be able to offer you a cheaper price. But if you ask the question, is this the cheapest price you have, then they can help you find a cheaper one. Sometimes they'll pull out a needy meds card and say, let's see what the needy meds price is. And that may be cheaper than the cash price. It's, it's really a difficult situation. It's sort of like buying a car. There's a sticker price but there's what you're actually going to pay and you have to negotiate. You wouldn't think you could do that with drugs, but you can. Wow, that's great information to know. And and all drugs can be negotiated even if you have insurance already because you don't necessarily benefit by play, paying the insured price. You, can, you may sometimes do better with a card or just a simple cash pay. Exactly. Not all the time, but sometimes. Everything is is conditional. It just, I hate to say it depends, but it does depend on the medication, on the pharmacy, on the pharmacist. Do you see any hope for drug prices being controlled and, and drug prices being made more affordable in the future? I would like to think so. I would like, I like to say that the ultimate goal of needy meds is to go out of business for lack of need, but I don't see it happening in my lifetime. And if, if people need services other than medications, do you refer to, uh, is there a list of services that they can look up to see if they, to check out, to see uh, if they, they can get help with their medical needs as well? Yes, we have a list of about 18,000 free low-cost sliding scale clinics throughout the country. So we have that information. We have a list of uh, free low-cost sliding scale dental clinics, those that offer mental health uh, services, those that offer addiction services. We have data on um, organizations that help with medical transportation. So if you need a ride to the hospital, um, we have organizations that help with medically necessary housing. So, for example, if somebody had to travel from Maine to Boston for their child to get treatment, there are places where they could stay at no cost or very low cost. So we try to have information on every sort of program we can think of that might help somebody financially. We have the diagnosis-based assistance programs. These are the programs that help based upon diagnosis. They may help with medication. They may help with living expenses, travel expenses, all sorts of different things. There are programs, for example, that help with wigs for people who have chemo and lose their hair. 
There's all sorts of programs, thousands of them on the website. And so, and so people don't realize that, that you're a partner in their health journey at helping them save money uh, throughout a process, you know, that they're going through if they're sick. Right. And that's the biggest obstacle we face is people don't know we exist. And when they learn about us, they say, yeah, sure, it's all free. huh? What's the catch? And there is no catch. We don't ask for any money. We take donations because we're a nonprofit. We don't ask for any money. Everything is free. We don't have special categories where people get extra service if they pay. It's all the same for everybody. That's amazing. So people are interested in supporting your efforts and donating money to needy beds. How can they reach out to you? Right on the website, there's donate buttons. And that, again, the website is www.needymeds, N-E-E-D-Y-M-E-D-S.org. If they want to help you by providing research or uh, sharing free programs that they've discovered with you, how, how do they how do they do that? Well, if they find programs we don't list, and I'm sure there are still many out there despite my team's best effort, they can let us know on every page. is a, just info at needymed.org and send us an email. If they want to help spread the word, we do have a volunteer program. And, again, they can just go to the website and look under Advocates, and there's information about the volunteers. And we do have people who volunteer throughout the country that will give talks about needy meds. It's an amazing program. And, and, uh, if, you, and if people want to uh, take advantage of it, again, go to the website, which is? www.needymeds.org. And that's N-E-E-D-Y, needy meds, M-E-D-S. Or they can call the toll-free number, which is 800 800- 503-6897, and one of our counselors will be glad to help them find the programs and give them phone numbers and contact information. Right. So it's you get to talk to a person. It's not an automated system. So if you're looking for help, there's a person on the other end of the line who can help you, and it's a great service. That's correct. That's correct. We, we, we want, I tell my staff I want a caller's experience to be of the quality that you expect when you call somebody. It's amazing service. Dr. Rich, thank you very much for coming on our show, and we look forward to having you again. This is Minda Wilson for Urgent Care.